Parents claim they have the right to shape their kids' school curriculum. They don't. At least that's according to an op-ed in the Washington Post. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott, and this is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, wow, as a parent of two kids in school, one elementary, one high school, I got to tell you, this thing just... When I read it this morning. So uh, Jack Schneider and Jennifer Berkshire wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post that was endorsed by Randy Weingarten, who you may remember as uh, head of the Associated, or excuse me, the American Federation of Teachers. They say that parents don't have any right to determine what is taught in schools. And they phrase it this way, when do the interests of parents and children diverge? Generally, it occurs when a parent's desire to inculcate a particular worldview denies the child (laughs) exposure to other ideas and values that an independent young person might wish to embrace or at least entertain. Um, Bill, would it be fair to say it's a novel interpretation of history to argue that there was no such thing as teenage rebellion against their parents before public educators came along? Well, thank God for public educators, because now there is no attempt whatsoever to inculcate children into any belief system. And, and, and God knows we have them to thank for that. <sighs> um, you know, there's two issues here, Steve. First of all is who, who do the kids belong to? And they belong to somebody because until they're of legal age, they are they're they're somebody else's pretty near property, really. They're certainly somebody else's responsibility. They're not so so who do they belong to? Uh, the collectivists will say that they belong to the state. And this is the definition of what collectivism is. We heard that woman several years ago saying basically this idea that your children belong to their parents is just insane. Uh, no, no, it belo- they belong to the society, to the state. And so if the children belong to the state, then, then the teachers will tell them what to believe. And this is why it's been known since there's been socialism and communism that the greatest single barrier to this thing is the, is the family. Because the bonds of the family traditionally are stronger than the bonds of the, the state. And if you've still got an intact family, then things happen from, you know, where people say, no, I don't want this junk put in my kid's head. So the first question is, who owns who owns the kids? I say the parents do. Uh, I say that that, that 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 is them. And the entire argument is so specious in the first place. The idea that, oh, no, 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 no. We want to send kids to schools to open their minds so that they don't get this repressive ideology drilled into their heads by their parents. Like, who do you think you're fooling on? Really, seriously. This isn't this isn't like 1998 where you could get away with this. We've seen you do this for 20 years now. We know exactly what's going on. And the second thing I think that needs to be said here is um, is that this is yet another sign and I'm seeing them everywhere, that we are now in the big, in the early stages of the big, the big counterattack, the big pushback, yeah. that, that the reason they're putting out articles like this is because all of a sudden parents are going to school board meetings. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago uh, and expressing their displeasure at this. Uh, you could make a pretty compelling case that public sector uh, teachers unions are the greatest enemies of freedom in the history of this country. Uh, I, I just don't know what else to say about it. Not only not only do they inculcate kids with their with their particular philosophy of failure, but they are also determined to continue to lower the standards to protect their own incompetence to the point where they're not only badly educated, they're they're anti-educated. They believe things that just aren't true, and that's their job. So 
let him let him go ahead. This is the only way to get through this is to is to get through it and not around it. Let's have a big showdown about whether or not your kids belong to you or whether they belong to the state. This is a discussion that is long overdue. It's been going on in the shadows for 20, 30, 40 years now. People are finally waking up to it. And as we discussed on our backstage show, Steve, I, I genuinely mean this. I think every public school should not only um, be allowed, but should be required to have a webcam in it and that anybody at any time can watch that live stream and record it. And uh, and to me, this is the essence of freedom. And and if it turns out that I'm a parent, and I see something I don't like and I want to go in there and th then OK. But. We are definitely feeling some pushback now, and so they're doubling down, and that's what they'll continue to do until they lose. Yeah, uh, I think what I said when you suggested the webcams in the classroom was it's a public education. Teachers have it no is. right to hide this stuff from the uh, from None. the parents. And you and what would and what are you afraid of, right? Uh, knowledge. <laughs> they're yeah. afraid of parents gaining knowledge. Ironic that. Uh, and just to be clear, I'm not against teaching different viewpoints or different interpretations no, of history in school. Um, in fact, I, I love the fact that this happens, and I'm so proud of the fact that my 15-year-old, who is a, a sophomore this year, stands up and goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with his most progressive teacher, you know, that, that one teacher that you get each year. Um, is this is the thing, though. This uh, Sorry to interrupt again, but this yeah. is it. What, what they're objecting to is they're objecting to pushback from the ideology that they're trying to drill into these kids. If there are parents who are saying, no, the stuff that you're being taught at school is just garbage, they are basically saying, no one should stand in the way of our ability to indoctrinate the next generation into our political beliefs. Exactly. Um, Scott, they, uh, the authors of this piece uh, kind of turn the argument around halfway through and say that even parents who homeschool, and by the way, the tone of the piece where they talk about homeschooling is completely sneering. Um, they say that uh, they say consider homeschooling, although it is legal across the country, states still regulate its practice. Such regulations aren't often enforced, but they are certainly on the books and that even homeschool parents have to have to re have to bring their kids up to certain standards of knowledge. But this is really changing the subject of the argument because there aren't parents at these school board meetings saying, hey, stop teaching my kids how to read and write and do math, which the public schools many of them aren't doing anyway. What they're saying is, don't teach my white kid that he's a racist. Don't teach my boy child that he's a sexist. And and don't teach my kids that it's okay to sneak behind my back to a doctor to either get an abortion or to chemically alter themselves. So we're not really talking about education here, are we, Scott? Well, I, I think that the premise of this show, if, if these writers um, understood the way the system works a little better. I think they could have made their argument better. But frankly, if you turn your children over to public government-run tax-funded education, then your input is only as valuable as every other taxpayer, not just in the district, but in the state and because of federal funding in the nation. So it... I'm not saying that parents shouldn't express themselves or that they shouldn't be heard at school board meetings, but the reality is, my friend, if your kid's in a public school, it's not a homeschool where you've contracted privately with this outside company to educate your kids. You have turned your kids over 
to the community, so to speak. And you have basically said it takes a village to raise a child. And I've agreed to just be one small voice in that village about the values that are going to be inculcated in my child during the six or eight hours a day that they're in that building. Now, you've got a a whole bunch of other time outside of that building when you get a chance to influence your children. But honestly, Steve, when you turn them over to the public school system, parents don't have a louder voice than anybody else in the community. And school boards, local school boards, so-called, are really serving at the behest of the state government. And a lot of school districts and the states are dancing to the tune that the federal government calls because the federal government provides some funding to the local districts in exchange for doing things the way the federal government wants them to do it. So do I wish this were not the case? Yes. But am I surprised that the government-run school system is teaching my kids some values that I don't agree with? (laughs) No. Is there a solution to this? Yes. Does it lie within the government-run school system? No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, uh, On the one hand, I'm so glad I live in a school district that doesn't have this nonsense in it, any of the CRT or any of that. On the other hand, I kind of wish I did so I'd have a reason to show up at the school board meetings and make my voice heard very loudly, like we're seeing going on in Northern Virginia right now. Um, Despite what you may see in the news, Steve, I can can calmly assure you that most school board meetings are nowhere near that interesting. Well, of course they aren't. (laughs) And that one had to deal with a father whose, whose daughter had been raped in a bathroom by a boy in a skirt who was allowed to be in there because he claimed... To be gender fluid or whatever today's uh, phrase of the month is. Um, The thing is, another one of these articles I read talked about the government's rights when it comes to teaching your kids. Listen, we need to say this very plainly. Only parents and children have rights. Governments have powers. And those powers are based on the consent of the governed. And when we withdraw that consent... It's not the parents who need to sit down and shut up. It's the educators who need to sit down and shut up. And we're very quickly reaching that point if we aren't there already. There's your right angle on that. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. I got to remind you, folks, content like this needs sponsors like you. So if you've been watching these for free, go to BillWhittle.com, make a one-time donation, or even better, become a member. We'd love to have you on board. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. 